Podcast. Hey everybody, Fergus here and welcome to episode number 102 of Bombcast. For this episode, we're featuring a mix and interview from our friend Iglo, the Leipzig-based artist who's previously released with us on the label. If you haven't checked it already, his For Earth Existence EP is for sale on our Bandcamp page. Iglo is a classically trained musician who only recently, in the past few years, has found his way into a sort of groovy slash melodic style of techno. Before we get to it, as is tradition with our past couple of episodes, we're going to have a chat. Iglo recently spent a month in the Canary Islands, so we begin our chat there on holiday. Enjoy. I mean, you you like you you would go there expecting sort of tropical environments, but then it's just rocky and volcanic and rugged and absolutely. Yeah. It it was really interesting. Like uh, when when like that that volcano was going off. I was just mm. like watching like almost daily videos of what was going on. Um, yeah, it was. It'd be it'd be really scary. I imagine just like living there and, and oh shit, the fucking yeah, volcanoes absolutely. popped out the side of a hill. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Absolutely, and really like on every island there are at least like two or three of those like I don't know how in English like the holes where in the end it can erupt out of it. Yeah, it's fucked. Um, it just popped out the side of a hill. Like one day it was just yeah, a normal yeah, grassy yeah. hill yeah. and people were farming. Yeah, exactly. And then exactly. magma starts <laughs> popping out the top and it's like, oh shit, like suddenly the whole island mm-hmm. looks like hell. Absolutely. Unbelievable. That's how it uh, has, like, I, I don't know, like somewhere like, isn't there like some islands between Indonesia and Australia as well? Where like, or even Indonesia, I don't know. But it also always quite like, very unpredictable for yeah, volcanoes. Yeah, it's um, it's it's sort of interesting. I take like a like a real big interest in in geology in that way. Um, nice. But yeah, nice, just north of us, there's like this um, like it's the Indonesian plate or something like that, and there's a big like trench called uh, like a subduction zone. So, do you remember back uh-huh. on back in um. Was it 20, 2004, there was like a, a big yeah, tsunami? Yeah. yeah, this big tsunami. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that was like, that was just north of Australia and it was caused by that that area and it's... But it wasn't under, underwater volcano, right? It was not even like... No, 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 it's... um. Well, it wasn't just an earthquake. I mean, how deep do you want to go into this? I'm, I'm prepared to launch. <laughs> <laughs> it, Very good. It, it's like... um. <laughs> Like when uh, like ocean crust pops out of the earth because it's made uh, and it pops crazy. out of the earth and it like it's uh-huh. when it comes to the bottom of the ocean it's like dredged in water so it's like quite heavy and continental mm-hmm. crust that like we're on is quite airy so it's just like uh-huh. like oil sitting on top of water because water is more dense than oil so oil sits on top yeah and it's the same principle uh-huh. it's like continental crust is less dense than the oceanic crust so when the two yeah. plates meet it's like the oceanic water dredge crust slides under the um the continental ah, crust. okay yeah so ah, okay okay because it's like rocks and grinding it just like over time yeah. like slides and slowly builds up pressure and pressure yeah. and pressure and pressure until it can't take it anymore and the continental crust like literally springs up and that's ah, right, right. what causes these gigantic earthquakes and then subsequently like gigantic tsunamis 
Okay, man. Very good, you. <laughs> when is the college uh, college knocking on your door? Huh, for <laughs> yeah. Fuck, not another thing no, to definitely. concentrate on. I just kind of love that, <laughs> that, that stuff. Um, it's that idea yeah, that completely. around us we've got all this, this, this crazy stuff that happens and we might take it Absolutely. for granted just on it. Like, you know, we, we have our day-to-day -day lives. We do certain things. Yeah. You know, people get stressed out because, I don't know, maybe work's hectic or they broke up with a girlfriend mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the yeah. forces at play are just, uh, it, you know, Hey, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. And I feel even here, like in Europe, it's even more crazy because you feel even more kind of protected since there's not those, usually not those big, like, uh, natural wonders or yeah, big events. kind of catastrophes. Like, we really have maybe like two volcanoes on the whole continent. And besides that, there's really nothing that is or has potential to be quite a scary uh, like threat to 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 uh, humanity itself besides like just fucking wars yeah but, um... <laughs> apart from nuclear war don't don't you get like um big tornadoes sometimes uh i mean it, they somehow tend to get more often now appearing but still they're very not 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 at all comparable to maybe to the united states for example yeah exactly I mean, even that still is kind of scary. You might just yeah, but you know, they're really like maybe maybe there's like a small one, maybe once a year. Okay, only at one recursion. That's more not too than bad. yeah. Sometimes it's more like floodings happening yeah. due to more rain than expected, and like yeah. even also cat catastrophic catastrophe management itself. You know, like for example, we had this one bigger flooding in last summer. Hmm. Or in the end, like, kind of one or people died and, like, Jesus. I don't know. I remember three, seeing three videos of that, actually. Yeah, and, like, even three villages or something, like, completely got destroyed. It's just it's just um, crazy. It, it's sort of, it's, like, really unfortunate because like, people get hurt. But it, it's yeah, sort of sure, strange because so. nature is just doing its thing. Yeah. But even therefore, there was like a lot of there's a lot of popping up, like how like um, officials were like always not always, but kind of very delayed to like send out warnings, and then that what? there were even warnings for this kind of be, uh, being happening by meteorologists and all this. So in the end, it's always like how like, I mean, even with COVID, it was the same here. Like, I don't know, it was or is still like a super mess how they handle it and, and all the catastrophes. It's always like there's not at all a clear plan how to handle it. Hmm. And, and of course, every situation is quite unique. That's I get that there's always something in, in, in the moment when it's happening that maybe um, it's different than what you have prepared. But hmm. always it feels here somehow that there's nothing prepared at all. So. Is COVID <laughs> or that they just don't care? I don't know. It's really is COVID still. I mean, I I must admit I'm pretty ignorant about this stuff these days, just because it's been so long. I've completely yeah, fallen me, out me of too, touch with too, it. Yeah, is is that the vibe over in I mean, Europe at the moment, or are people still concerned? Yeah. So there's like since like maybe one or two weeks, um, there's a new like sub variant from Omicron that is coming out of Portugal. No oh god. Which is like, it's like, I don't think that it is more like dangerous or something, not at all, but it is 
definitely more infectious. Oh, good. <laughs> so, I think in, part, in Portugal, like now, really at the moment, half of the population is infected by COVID. From like the, those, uh, those 15 million, like around five, five to six million people are, like, I think, at the moment infected. Holy shit. Yeah, which is definitely crazy. And that's, of course, like since there's not too much of regulations anymore here in Europe, uh, it's getting its way everywhere. Mm, mm. Well, it's the same thing here. I, I, everyone's sort of um, not really paying any attention to it anymore. Like it's not a part of the conversation unless you yeah. were actually bringing it up. I think everyone just sort of wants to move on and just let it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and I think that's also like kind of the right way since it is now two and a half years and like even the, the, the threat of it going out is really something that people by itself should now decide how to handle it. So we there's definitely not at all the situation at the moment that somehow like our health sectors or like the hospitals itself are yeah, like yeah. very, uh, very overflowed by COVID patients. I mean, our hospitals before COVID, we had big issues with them, like having too, too uh, little of uh, personal working in the hospitals and all yeah. these kind of things. Yeah. So this was just like more shown while COVID, but uh, Apart from COVID patients, it's still like all the same situations in hospitals. They want to get paid better because they mm. really get not paid at all very good. Besides, like kind of some doctors, yeah. but even they handle so much, so much pressure and so much work. In the end, um, we're all hoping somehow that this pandemic leads to better circumstances and better conditions for this whole, for the whole people that work in this area. But. Uh, it's funny you say that. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was out. I was out for dinner last night, and we were pretty much having this exact conversation that COVID yeah. has exposed the, uh, I guess, like how, how how like nurses or doctors or midwives are yeah. sort of underpaid, poorly treated, those sorts of things, and therefore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Therefore, it's just what's the incentive for anyone to want to get into that job? Like, of course, people want to help people, <laughs> but if, if you can't make yeah. like a decent living or a wage, then something yeah. bad's going to happen because it seems like not enough people are getting into that industry. It's bad. Absolutely. It's real bad. So, absolutely. Like, um, very interested to see. I mean, it's for all these kind of things somehow that we are very depending on, if I would say like, like all those more... Um, yeah, kind of society needed things like mobility as well. Mm. Like, I don't know, all the drivers for like trains and even that it's very not something that there is giving a lot of ex incentives to like actually get people into doing it. Yeah. You get you get paid like really the, yeah. well if you're a train driver down here, like really well. I mean, it's 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 definitely okay here, but even like for for getting it into a train driver, it's like very weird and then the funny thing is then we have a lot of like refugees and immigrants coming yeah which is definitely fine since we need a lot of people in the working market we definitely have like a very big minus in the way of like people actually wanting jobs because mm -hmm. we, there's not too much people like the, the 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 population of germany like over 20 years now stagnating very much there's not at all 
an increase in population. So the only people that can emerge on a growing working market are people that are coming from somewhere else, but they yeah, have okay. it super hard to even like getting into like preparation courses and all that. I mean, of course the language is fucked. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, just <laughs> so get out there and start making some babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do the same. Let's just start populating this place. <laughs> oh my, I mean, I don't know. It's like everybody wants to enjoy the good things about life. So children really have to wait a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. What's been going on with... And like... Oh yeah, go on, go on. Uh, yeah, I just read uh, read this one article where it was in the end, like the, 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 the conclusion of it was like, okay, children or like one child costs you like over in the in the first 10 years it costs you over like 280,000 euros <laughs> so, yeah it's like, absolutely insane <laughs> when you actually think about this like okay maybe i'll really wait a bit more <laughs> it's something like i don't know you spend like millions just raising a child but i don't know it, yeah. it depends on how you look at it are you, are you gonna put a dollar sign on like having a child or not <laughs> but it is goddamn expensive. no i mean of course not of course not really i i at some point maybe i'm just for me it's definitely uh also for from my own like uh kind well, of uh it, it youth it in- or like how i grew up yeah. So for me, it's definitely yeah. important that I uh, can definitely give enough time to the child. Not I don't want to either like have to work too much mm, mm. so that I can't uh, or don't have the chance to like be there for like inter- important moments and even like for kind of a general support. It puts it into perspective Nobody knows. though. That's what it huh? actually costs. Like it, it costs your, your energy, but it also is going to cost that much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, about so there's then the point. I definitely would be up for like, uh, not uh, what it is. Uh, what is it uh, for? Like, giving this time, you know. I would yeah. definitely be up for that if I know that I somehow can afford it. Because if I really uh, am living on the kind of like a limit, uh, like societal uh, limit, mm-hmm. uh, minimum of like uh, incomes and all these kind of things, like the child itself also doesn't have too much of it. Since, exactly. Uh, what kind of life does this the society child have? at the moment really lives also from comparison? Yeah. Like yeah. You with social media and like the internet itself, you have the chance to so easily get access to like people, other people, and from that, especially in early ages, you start comparing yourself. And of course you can mm-hmm. teach it somehow to like, yeah, just ignore it or, but I think it's super hard to ignore it for 100%. You always have those little, like, ah, okay. And he's doing that and she's doing that or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and to deal with that is something that you really, I think only can learn if you're older than like getting to like teenage years, maybe like 16. And then from there, maybe if you can build up awareness of what is really important to yourself. Mm, mm. But before that, and I mean, also, I want to, 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 to like give opportunities, you know, like, and unfortunately, a lot of opportunities in the end are like connected to having enough money to, I don't know, pay for like lessons in music, sports, whatever, you know, or like, or even going to uni and studying music. 
Exactly, exactly. Or yep. just, yeah, having a nice vacation per year, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely something I could imagine, but really only under the right circumstances. And that should definitely be not in the next five to ten years, I guess. Yeah. Because well, I still you got to take over the plans. world first. You got to you got to play around the world. You got to DJ. You got to make music. Oh, man, you got to do all know. that stuff first. <laughs> I don't know. Really, like the 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 the, the month in the Canaries was really like giving me a completely different uh, like impression of myself. <laughs> really, wait, was, were you ready to we settle down? Yeah, we were. Now we were on this one super super small small island, maybe like. 10,000 inhabitants. Yeah. And you, you can drive around it maybe in the car in like one or two hours. Wow. But it was, uh, yeah, it was super remote. Um, and somehow I really enjoyed the feeling that, I mean, we were just staying there for like two and a half weeks, but I had to work still. I was working all the time, like from also remote. Um, well, how do you so work remotely? Even like, like what? What do you? What, huh? do you, what do you do remotely? Uh, I'm working in a small company and uh, okay. more into in the sectors of like uh, content uh, content management. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So very easy job and very not at all like uh, challenging. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's uh, fine since I was uh, I was starting there. It's uh, actually a company of uh, some friends of mine. Nice. And. Hey, look! So if you could go, last... and, if you could go to the Canary Islands, take your laptop, just work, just chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good Absolutely. life. I mean, it really, I, I definitely was enjoying this somehow, and also like <laughs> immediately after we got there, uh, like my Instagram was blowing over with those like ads of some I don't know inter intermediaries that are like trying to. Um, uh, connect like uh, or like giving you uh, work jobs for these kind of <laughs> situations like, yeah. work from everywhere like work as an online marketer all this kind of bullshit oh, my, the algorithms after you <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, absolutely How i mean i'm um... still like this is def definitely something that you could imagine at some point you know you like just chilling somewhere yeah maybe you 20 hours of work per week i mean yeah. you don't get rich by it but no that's that's like 60 year old kind of stuff <laughs> what um what have you been doing with music recently um so there's also quite a lot of going on since i mean the bomb cross releases uh like half a year now almost right yeah it's been ages so yeah so then afterwards i spent like especially in january i spent uh, lots of time just producing and trying things out yeah. and <clears throat> somehow trying to get better at some things mm. not at all i got but some definitely <laughs> well, um, well, just for context for everyone who's going to listen to this you yeah you're like classically trained is that right absolutely so yeah. i went into this kind of boarding school and uh yeah, I got kind of a classic education there and like was playing instruments and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and singing as well. Crazy. So after this, uh, yeah, I really wanted to get off music somehow. And from like getting out of school, I really didn't have like techno music maybe itself uh, on yeah. my card, on my map. It really mm. was like 
a bit of drum and bass existed there in my head and yeah more this trashy like shitty edm stuff <laughs> because it's the, yeah well i mean that's what that's what you're probably going to be exposed to quicker than actually finding something <laughs> a bit more underground yeah exactly yeah. so it was then then for a very like uh, um random circumstance that we went on this big festival in, in, in Hungary in, in Budapest yeah uh, with like all kinds of stages um, from like world music to like metal whatever to like electronic stuff so yeah at some point I like lost myself and ended up on this kind of techno floor um, with nobody of my people that I was they're uh, like being around so it was just okay fuck and i think my phone also was dying so it was okay <laughs> fuck, I stay here it's very like linear the music is very keeping on straight so maybe it will help yeah. me to stay through the through the times do you remember who you were, point, uh, were listening to definitely not since i was not at all knowing anybody <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely oh, this in, sounds good yeah exactly it was definitely more more calm like not the stuff that maybe we're now into yeah maybe like around i would say like between 130 and 135 bpms it's a good place but to and be. also more like kind of yeah yeah <laughs> and then um i think maybe maybe even like richie Harden was there since like there was one artist where a lot of people were starting to scream yeah okay and yeah okay like in my in my mind or somehow remember him looking similar to then when i was richie sawing for the first time on a photo yeah but uh, it was also not really just for the music it was just more for to be honest for the for the vibe of the crowd it was very like new to me that people are very kind of not focusing like super super straight to the music but also a bit on themselves you know not just like talking but yeah you felt that people are more like considering what is happening to them yeah it's Instead an introspective of when you're going kind to a of concert thing. or something exactly when you're going to a concert um of a band or like a, or a singer or whatever it feels like that you're really uh, like strongly try to, to listen to the music in the way of like okay you want to sing along you want to like hear the things that you already know and, <laughs> and just want to like get some expected yeah back to yourself yeah from the songs that he will or she will you want to hear something that you want to yeah. oh they want to hear something that they want to sing along with exactly and here there it was definitely super crazy different since i mean of course most people were on drugs so uh <laughs> naturally <laughs> new, new level to it definitely but um in the end it was definitely something that i was very like yeah kind of blown away how how the whole atmosphere and there was like i also very it had this very familiar feeling to it you know you just could go yeah. and everywhere people were smiling and but kind of dancing with themselves. It's ritualistic. Like to themselves. It, it was tapping into that yeah. part of, I don't know, something that we all have exactly. that probably just need to actually feel to know that we, know yeah. that it's there. So, so that's exactly. the thing that kicked it off for you. And and, and when that was the... Absolutely. So yeah. I went then there like, it was seven days of festival. So I went and it was maybe on the fourth day and then every other day or every day behind that, I was definitely always going at some point to the stage to like 
experience more of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, then, hey guys, I went somewhere last <laughs> night. I, I got to go back. I got to go. I got to do it again. Down the rabbit hole, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm going back. Yeah, See you later. Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and so from that moment on, I was really like trying to figure out when I was coming back. Um, yeah. What was it about? I, I even didn't know, like, was it our actual techno music or what was it? Mm. So from that moment on, I was really just starting to dig around what I can find. And, and, and I mean, there was still in this kind of more housey side it's, as well. Yeah. I had to figure out what is what for me. And, and I mean, I still love kind of some kinds of house music as well mm. to listen mm. to. Um, yeah, then slowly, slowly having this kind of maybe evolution that all, a lot of people are going through from like slowly the, the the tempo like goes up for yourself for what you listen to and then you end up in this kind of hard techno mm. kind of Kobuzio and whatever stuff and, and then there i was like okay somehow something is missing for me like this very it's very like once one dynamic level all through the songs yeah which yeah. i was very not enjoying at all no because i imagine from your, your sort of training that they part of classical music is like points of subtlety yeah. where you know where things can calm down where things like you know softness or yeah or those Absolutely. sorts of things come into it as opposed to just straight up turbocharge 100 all the time kind of yeah. kind of music definitely and also like the emotional side to it yeah besides yeah. aggressive kind of uh, kind of destroying emotions it really has nothing emotionally to me yeah yeah exactly so it's then, just an energy absolutely so i think like do i was popping up uh, or it was popping up on youtube the 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 album from from antigone the uh, rising lp on on uh, token yeah yeah and I think this one was definitely like something that still stays to my mind. I'm so, like, it's super sad that he changed the style, but this mm. LP was definitely the kickoff for what I'm doing right now. Mm. Since uh, I was definitely blown away by his kind of sound design and the like actual differences between each track in the way of. Um, energy wise you know like yeah, the, the sound yeah. itself maybe or like the mood itself was definitely always this kind of more melodic melancholic vibe but yeah just from like arranging drums and then all this kind of stuff he brought so many different kinds of energy in each song and still it had had this uh, super soft underlying to myself and mm. when i was listening it was definitely something i was vibing to and it was kind of warming myself not very hmm. like hitting me in the face with the with the with the uh, punch or something so it was uh, definitely the the one that i still have in my mind that this was that this was my first record where i was saying okay i want to go into this yeah uh, this is yeah, the direction i want to head in be... exactly and, yeah. and, and get my fingers also on, on this kind of stuff because i was doing a lot of music by myself before that i was composing just for piano or for um i played in the band as well so i was the guitarist so also like in charge of like composing most of the mm. songs but this was definitely completely different because i didn't have at all any knowledge about how to like synthesize or like mm. anything 
create sample like how to sample yeah but uh, it's daunting when you jump in for the first time because you, you've got all this training theoretically but then yeah. you jump into something completely different and it's like yeah. oh shit like i actually have to start again here yeah absolutely and i was like oh fuck like how like keep, <laughs> keep the energy up you know like it's definitely not working that easy like the other things for me so yeah. i was definitely uh, sometimes i was like oh shit i really what am I doing here actually? You know, like it's just losing time somehow, but uh, it was always this kind of conflict. And, and uh, when COVID started, I mm. thought, okay, now definitely there's anyways enough time to get yourself back into it, like for real, for real. Yeah, because um, we came across you and, for the first time during like the middle of uh, one of the more intense parts of, of like global lockdown. And yeah. Pandemic. So, Absolutely. So I was definitely intensifying it and then trying to get get something out of it for myself, you know, like just I wanted to Yeah. For I mean, myself just having some kind of thing that I can listen to. Because in the end the music I do is really just for myself. And mm. uh, But how long really have you been something. making it for? How long have you been doing this style for? Uh producing itself maybe now for two years. Like Wow, that's I think crazy. It's around, man. Like this this, this this good style on not good style but this uh, intense style and before that i mean i saw ableton definitely before that for for quite a while yeah but always on a different kind of light <clears throat> in the beginning it was really just a recording software for me i really didn't look at all like on all the tools that they offered yeah the production side and of things exactly i was really just for like uh, recording like my guitar in it and then yeah um yeah. putting some like drum samples maybe just to have uh, to give my our drummer an impression of what he should play but really not at all like how to actually make it sound good yeah kind of yeah that's the thing like it, it's it's easy oh, it's not easy but like it's one thing to to compose a track it's another thing to make it sound good there's like ah, there's completely. a lot a lot of skill involved in just that theoretical side of things like how yeah. is sound actually working how going to make your track sound better. absolutely yeah and i mean i'm still having lots of stuff to learn there you know like i definitely not at all think that there's like it never stops it never stops yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely that, but um, that's one of the things that like really drew us to your music was it's it, it was like a really unique interpretation because you've got this melody you've got this understanding of how that all works but it's just put through this like dance lens and i mean it was it was completely new and different i remember, I remember just like listening to it the first time i think connor i think connor sent me your stuff and it was just I was blown away. I, I just couldn't. It's just crazy that you sort of got to that level within a couple of years, and that's just awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I what, appreciate it. What have like what sort of what did you feel like an effect from the release that you did with us? Like, what what's been happening since then? I mean, definitely. So, like, some people were also like recognizing me as an as an artist yeah. in this kind of way. People playing your um, music and their sets and everything. It was, it was awesome. Absolutely. Like, and when I was seeing like who actually plays it and from Truncate and all that, it was definitely uh, yeah. kind of like uh, overwhelming to myself for sure. Yeah. Um, and definitely also very motivational to just 
keep it going and mm, mm. i mean to that point i already was mm, super much in, in it in a way of like i actually enjoyed every process of of making music mm. not that there's like areas where you feel like ah i want to have an, a, a result but some steps onto the result are really like super annoying to me yeah that was not the case anymore so i was definitely in uh, up for like just continuing and that's what i did you know like mm. january mm. was i don't know like, maybe did like 100 tracks in january of course a lot of them are like kind of trash 100 but, uh, tracks yeah holy shit <laughs> but definitely like lots of them are very like uh just i just made them for like having or trained myself from start to finish like yeah for certain yeah. things to understand how i actually then also just get to the end a bit more like better and and understand for myself what i actually then even once want to have in the track because i was always feeling when i was listening i think a lot of people or that do music feel the same way that when you listen to a piece somehow and then you think to yourself before that that it is finished and then you listen and listen again and you always think okay it was at this point in the chat that my computer froze so we had to restart it again uh we come back in where lewis is talking we we rejoin where iglo is talking about his latest release with luap and yeah then so some vas came along on six for example and mm. some others some other labels yeah but yeah definitely this uh, this this collab with paul was definitely my my focal point for the first half of the year since we we met like also during christmas and mm. even met for the first time but like, after like two hours we had already like almost four tracks done that's amazing speed. so wow it was just crazy how easily we made this made this happen so that's um, the kind of partnership that you really don't yeah. want when you're making music like you want to be able to just it, it, it needs absolutely, to be natural absolutely yeah exactly and we were we were still giving each other like enough space to like just do what you want or do what you do it's like in general mm. it was not or for me personally definitely did feel like okay yeah i tell him what to do or he tells me what to do and mm. then somehow kind of like under press somebody in this workflow but really just everybody could could bring his his influence and style to it so it's it's amazing the the, the the support that you had for it though like alrico tdr72 and rove ranger remixes that's just nuts. yeah i mean that was definitely something uh, also very unexpected for sure since uh, i mean we were not at all very famous or something <laughs> yeah just very very well, just, just like passionate and like keen yeah no that's exactly awesome, and then i mean i was talking to alarico before that i was asking him yeah at some point would be crazy if we can somehow arrange a remix and then we were still looking for somebody and then i was remembering yeah that's he was definitely on it and the other connections were also then just Paul asking around and all that, so really, mm. I mean, you definitely should reckon, and I think also most of the people do, especially since COVID, the, the scene itself is such an open, open-minded community. Like mm. nobody gives a fuck about like how 
famous or how well known you are mm, mm. the only good thing you should do is music you know exactly like, yeah music good music speaks for itself certain kind of quality but other than that really nobody cares who you are in the way of like no i will not at all look at you or like think that uh, you're not worth like working together or something which mm. is really just uh, a blessing you know like having this having this openness really i think makes the people that are like more starting and then and, and, like getting to know everything about the whole scene very motivated and just very passionate about like getting into it and being a part of it because yeah exactly it's that it's the power when i compare to that. others so go on go on uh when i compare it to other scenes i was in i was for example the the, the musical scene and where my band was located it was definitely not at all existing that bands like would exchange in a way of like just information or that they even yeah. would like share some i mean bands would always tour together because that's the only way for them to get afford to afford a tour in europe or somewhere or like in the states but in between those bands like people were not at all like super dense and and and, and then like getting to know each other was super good mm, mm. and when when I was looking into the, the techno scene, it was very, uh, very positively surprising that in the end almost everybody knows everybody, mm. and actually also the people looking for it, not just like accidentally. Ah, oh, yeah, I bumped into him, and yeah, now somehow we have to get along. But very like trying to to to, to connect with the people mm. and, and and share the passion in the end. Yeah, so it's awesome knowing that you can rely on that, that. Absolutely delighted with that. That it is, has it has this kind of uh, vision. So I hope it can uh, definitely contribute to that as well. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you, the the <laughs> the two works that you've done already. You know, it has set the stage. So the pressure's on you to just keep going further, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not for the releases itself, you know, <laughs> just for sharing and and and, and uh, yeah, making fe- people also feel comfortable about themselves when mm, like mm. either listening to the music or just interacting with me somehow, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. really the most important thing to me. And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, I, everything, everybody that does music is happy when music resonates very good with a lot of people. So. This one was definitely some something very good to start for us. We definitely want to do more like this. Yeah, because what it's Paul's label, like Lua. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a self-release. You know, it's not at all a yeah. label. But yeah, he I think he he definitely has some plans for that. Hmm. Um, let's stay up. Let's stay. What is it focused or like? Yeah, no, that's the right thing. Yeah, yeah, no, focus <laughs> yeah, is the um, right thing. But. Uh, yeah, and uh, next to that, I definitely have some stuff uh, in the line for this year still. Actually, like a bit too much, honestly, but uh, <laughs> almost almost everything in already like already was uh, uh, how was it like we already like fixed all the things and, and, yeah. and, and, and the the things I was looking super super much for then just came in the end. So uh, somehow it felt like ah uh, to now not take these that I was actually looking for would be like not so nice in the way of like I was hoping and I was waiting and mm. 
So this year will be definitely quite full with releases, maybe like four or five coming this year still. Wow, okay. Can you can you give much away about what is coming up? Uh, so actually in two weeks I have a new EP on Varak. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. Um, and apart from that, I think the rest of it is more like Let's let's wait and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, don't give too much away. Like, <laughs> there could be definitely something very very um, exciting, like kind of a vinyl release. Hey, we will see. Nice. We will see for that. Not not. I don't want to put my hand into the fire right now. But yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. That could work at some point, and even for Paul and me, you know, like. After seeing this kind of response, we definitely also think about hitting the next one into a physical matter. For sure. You may as well. There's something about just having that hey. piece of music in your hands. Yeah, um, completely, completely. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, but apart from that, I mean, I never was into DJing that much, to be honest. So I will play in the beginning of July, I will play with Paul. Nice. Here in Leipzig. Yeah, nice. Which club? But, uh, it's a very like it's a more like a hybrid club. It's also like for bands itself, but uh, yeah. it's called Kultur Lounge. Yeah. Um, very intimate, like maybe two hundred people, nothing too big. Yeah, nice. Um, definitely looking forward to it because here in Leipzig, I feel definitely this this kind of techno music um, is not very well represented, and that also yeah. of course is due to like having Berlin so close. Yeah, that's so, where everyone goes in any case. But you've still got like EFZ yeah. and like clubs like that, which are representative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if Z is still uh, doing its thing, but it also it's uh, it, I mean, it, since there are only like two big bigger clubs here in Leipzig, yeah. they also have to represent all of the yeah, styles true. of electronic true, true, true. music. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that means the stuff that I'm into, for example, um, gets their play maybe once a month. Yeah, okay. And okay. then there's a lot of other things, you know. And I, I mean, I get it and I definitely support that uh, since there is only two clubs, you have to try to fit everyone, everybody under one roof. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> that's still sometimes you feel like, ah, okay, you look at the... the, 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 the the music itself because for me uh yeah i like crowds and all that but of course the music should definitely make me vibe or make me want to go to a party mm. um and if you then like somehow feel like ah, maybe next week maybe next week and then always uh, end up in berlin somehow or like somewhere else <laughs> uh, well it's hard when you've got too... such, so, many, so much available to you there yeah but also, I have to. Oh, are you there? Like super much into into going into parties itself, you know. And sorry, it cut out COVID, there. You, know, are like you are super into it, or you're not super into it. No, I were like before COVID, I was super. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, every week wanted to go somewhere and then ended up somewhere as well. And now it's really, to be honest, not such a big thing that drives me to go like every week and then are you more interested in creating than, <clears throat> than experiencing at this point absolutely 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 like this yeah. 
And I mean, I, that's, I don't even know how, how many times I was able to listen to techno music through like a fucking big sound system <laughs> the, the last two years. I definitely can count it on one hand. Yeah, yeah, legitimately. But, um, um, I even enjoy just the sound of techno music just on those different occasions, you know, like just on home speakers or even yeah. on headphones, you know. Yeah, I like, doing, I like it, listening it makes, to it in my car. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, like where you can get a kind of an impression of what it could sound in the club. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of funny. But, like, the, cl- the car is one of the best places that I go to test my music. Yeah. I think it's really honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you can really tell if something's too high or if the bass is just too much. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because also I think uh, it's in the most sound systems, it's very hard to then get a very good and balanced impression of what the tracks actually sound. Yeah, but if it sounds good on the car speakers, really the chances are it's pretty... Yeah, low end really overwhelms everything and mm. I think moods, and I, I, I love moods and tracks are very much better capable in like more settled uh, scenarios of listening to music than in the club. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Tell 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 me about your like the mix that you've done. Because um, like you I mean you even mentioned before you haven't been mixing for too long, but I was listening to it before. Yes. It was phenomenal. Um, like tell me about Thanks. what you were thinking when you were going to record it. Like the sort of music you're playing. Is there unreleased um, stuff? Yeah. So there's um, definitely some unreleased music from like bunch of friends. Like excellent. Paul. I don't know. There's a. I think that you find a lot in there. Then, um, I mean, in general, I really enjoy harder or like more upbeat stuff. Yeah. Fast paced. But in this mix, I really wanted to not go like super, super fast. I mean, it's still like until 143. So, yeah. Wouldn't consider this as, a, as completely slow, but. Uh, no. <laughs> Someone could consider that very fast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, to the uninitiated. I, somehow for me, feel between 140 and 150, it makes such a huge difference in, in my year. Like the tempo itself. And the, like every BPM for me makes it, like, definitely feels like even two or three BPMs. Mm, yeah. Just for the feel. So. Everything under underneath 145, I still sometimes think that it is quite moderate. Okay. And I mean, there are a lot of DJs really nowadays that play like between 147 and 148. Man, it's getting quick. Um, it's funny because you see it happen like over the past few years. It's been getting quicker and yeah. quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. And here absolutely, we are. Absolutely, absolutely. This has happened before, by the <laughs> way. I remember I was reading a book about. Um, like when techno came to Belgium and London uh-huh. and like at one point there I was like in the late 80s early 90s tempos were getting close to 200 bpm um <laughs> and it's just sure. it's happening again happening again it's all cyclical I feel like uh-huh. it's getting quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and I feel mm. like it will get to a point where it gets too quick where everyone's gonna be like all right time to slow it down we'll go back down to yeah. like 128 or 126 and that will be the normal and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll reset maybe in 20 years time we'll be back to 147 yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean I think it's definitely 
you will still find your place nowadays much easier since it is just more diverse and you have much more like different tastes and also like audiences so of course like the the main influence somehow it feels like it's getting faster and faster all the time mm, mm. but i think there's still like groups that still enjoy the techno between 130 yeah. and 140. well that's what your mix and is for me it's very, well, groovy. very groovy yeah i still enjoy that for sure since um you can't like live in live in evening in a party like from from the beginning to the end on this fast-paced tempo you but somehow doesn't make it sound right for me you know like you want to build up an experience that should not be sweating from minute one to minute i don't know 800 but <laughs> much more like giving people the the chance of like actually building an unique experience all mm. through the evening by having different kinds of styles and i mean doesn't have to be that, that somebody plays house music or, or something in the beginning but somebody should just play techno that is maybe a bit more introverted or mm. Pick just the having right. different different influences to, to 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 keep a party like very interesting not just mm. on banger after another yeah keep them locked in take them places and do strange things <laughs> play with people's moves yeah mm. Absolutely. Um, and so, what else did I do? I just, yeah, it's just uh, some uh, music is uh, also very recently released by friends, and then also like some songs of my upcoming releases. As in, in your mix. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, I, I enjoy this. This groovy stuff and somehow like a bit of mood and melody always it's very important for me too yeah not having just tribal sounds but also something else i like like tribal sounds as well so mm. sorry like there's <laughs> almost nothing in this kind of techno that i don't like but uh, of course i have some foot, foot pressed on more melodic stuff so yeah but that's that's a good thing i think it's like I, I think if you, if you would have just put together a DJ set full of tribal stuff, then I mean, tribal only, as you mentioned before, is only only like one energy level. Whereas that melody and that mood that which that tra that classical training sort of gives you is again like what mm -hmm. what what makes you such a good a good artist and like you respect that the place that melody and mood has in a DJ set, along with tempo mm -hmm. pace um timbre those sorts of things you know it's um it's such a well-rounded set of things to respect and want to represent in a dj set absolutely for sure i'm completely with you there and i mean for example like uh always been a big fan of Sefta's music yeah he's also like for me really somebody that in his own productions really really good it's really good at finding balance between mm. having melodic elements in it and then sometimes also just getting really into very simple uh, workouts mm. so mm. or like of course uh, all this sci-fi stuff where you have those flippy sequences going on and then yeah. they actually try to evolve in some kind of melodic stuff not just kind of uh, random like, uh, sounds and bits symboling yeah symboling like kind of signal stuff whatever yeah also yeah. having definitely some kind of harmonic and then melodic 
uh, interpretation that you can give to them. Mm. Um, definitely, I appreciate. And also uh, this uh, mix. I mean, uh, what I'm looking forward to myself is definitely getting uh, some more vocals into my productions. Yeah, when are you gonna start and singing? I mean more like singing, start singing. Vocals. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear your voice. Not right now. Beautiful. For example, the last track. I mean, <laughs> thanks, but already best of the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the the last track in the mix is definitely uh, uh, there. Try to, to to use it a bit. Uh, it's still like sounding shit, but um, that's how I try to like find some kind of, 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 of place into the, in the productions for actually make a singing voice sound fitting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then even not putting too much of an effect. So, you know, I don't want to like uh, this or like take the, 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 the person behind the voice too much away of like putting crazy vocoders or something on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely something I really have to work on now because it's it's definitely hard for me to find a way of really making it sound good. And do you mean fitting as well? Do you mean for productions or for your DJ set? Uh, first of all, for productions. But I think that I really then at some point want to like. I mean, of course, uh, not of course, but I think uh, a live set is something that I really want to like emerge at some point. Mm emerge too mm. so one i can imagine is then me having uh, a microphone as well on the stage and, and doing this part in life yeah okay so, what, along with a dj set no if i could then definitely more with a live set you know like yeah yeah things. okay i'm with you i'm with you or with because with dj set i mean then it's more like i don't want to be an mc yeah you know that that this. that's not the vibe I want to get into it's really then more like the productions already contain both the, yeah okay cool produce the life uh, well, I'm, I'm excited for like what comes next I mean we've I've been listening to music for yeah. um, for, for a little while now but it's like it's it's awesome to sort of see you do so well so quick so uh, yeah, like I will really... definitely send you some stuff. Don't worry. You know? Oh please, <laughs> <laughs> no worries for sure. I mean, I also remember you were sending me once this folder, and it was amazed. Like, definitely, you're one of the producers for me personally, where I definitely can resonate in every track. Cheers, and man. And I also then acknowledge that there's every track had definitely completely different in the in the way of that you have a different approach to what you want to do in this track or what yeah. you want to like have, have i sent you my people. latest like what my, my next release i'm not too sure uh, i'll, I'll uh, look for it but uh, maybe I'll, not maybe i'll send, send it, it to again. you i'll send it to you after this then it's um gonna come okay, out okay. i believe it should be next month um yeah. but um back on haze ah very good yeah lovely dudes the crew. Now what I for what I, what I have a big problem with is definitely all the social media stuff or like the whole promotional stuff. I'm very not good at this. Elaborate on that. So, what, what do you mean? Uh, do, you, do you mean you're not uh, just good like, at posting or, or doing anything like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like 
all this kind of having a very big presence just, yeah you know like it well it's it's really funny it's funny you say that because literally all of today that's all i've been doing is just focusing on creating content i was speaking to yeah. a friend of mine who um has like blown up over in the states um it's not techno music it's more um he's more on like an edm um house music mm-hmm. kind of thing but he's like he's blown up massively and i was just asking him like you know what like for some advice um Uh and he was sort of saying the two main bits of advice that he has is one like if if there's people that really inspire you in terms of their music like one of the best things that you can do to try and get discovered is almost just bootleg remix their tracks or reinterpret their things um just so that those people are sort of noticing what you're doing um and the other thing was lean into social media because i i feel like for (laughs) for for people that are into the music that we are into it's not sort of a part of what we're completely interested in in fact i think for Mm. a lot of people in underground music to not be on social media is like a good thing but at the same time i think you also have to respect how the world is operating and like unfortunately social media is one of those things so the big question is yeah how do you how do you like lean into it in your way Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff i've been thinking about recently i've got to be able to to do it to try and spread the name and spread the music and those kinds of things but how am i going to do it in a way that makes me feel comfortable where i can still be creative um yeah absolutely but even yeah like even simple like posting and all that stuff it's sometimes very like uh (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, i know but that's the annoying thing because we 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 don't want to do it but unfortunately like we have to i think my my friend was waiting its importance is like 50 percent of what you do is going to be yeah sort of based on what your social media is like and how that goes so Uh unfortunately Uh we got to do that kind of thing but i think the the challenge and almost (laughs) the fun part of it is going to be like what can we do to make mm-hmm. it to make it fun without like yeah. just re- resorting to i guess just, i guess yeah. <laughs> okay that's so maybe that's definitely something yeah absolutely <laughs> i will get myself a social media manager <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> i mean aren't you into content don't you do for content sure. creation for a job isn't this your job yeah yeah sure, yeah but... come on mate <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh come on it's really like it's quite different it's definitely yeah, exactly. not, nothing yeah, yeah. Me, so. no, i'm joking i'm joking and in the end you know like it's i don't know sometimes i really feel like that i have to show myself much more than what what this is really about you know like yeah it's funny for me i post sometimes those videos where i just have like one minute or a bit more of like made up music yeah to video yeah and when i just post a picture of myself you know then I get so much more likes on it than when I put a video of <laughs> like actual some craft. And for me, this is very like showing very well how, yeah, not very likable this whole uh, uh, whole surrounding is for me. You know, like why should a picture of myself get like four or five times as much as likes as 
as a video that I do. Okay, maybe the people don't like it itself, but I think it's really just people don't have this attention span anymore to actually like, yeah, especially on on social media to actually uh, look at things more than five seconds. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, it also shows me like how kind of superficial it, everything gets. Mm. The, the challenge is almost so, like if that's the if that's the rules then how do you work into it if, i i can't believe i'm i'm going to say this but i i ended up downloading <laughs> tiktok today <laughs> the, the app the thought yes, of actually sir. being on the app sort of makes me shudder and sort of <laughs> do you know what i mean like I, but my, my yeah, did, the, you, did you already find some good stuff oh, shit. no no like the my my thing is that i'm going to have it on my phone and use it but i'm not going to actually uh -huh. look at it at all I mean, one one friend described the app as watching it's like watching humanity end <laughs> so, so the goal is to not actually be on it worth but still post on it but uh, okay okay I think like I don't know at all. Is it like a, is it the biggest thing in the in the community that that like? Well, that's the thing. Like last year, apparently more people searched terms on TikTok than they did on Google. So the actual like number of people who are using the app is it is crazy. I think it's like one of the fastest growing mm. apps ever. But yeah, uh, here's the yeah. thing: like you have no idea who's going to be out there who would enjoy the kind of music you make and one day like someone might just or like a bunch of people might just come across this video that you did who knows what it mm -hmm. looks like but they're just going to come across it i think this is true for like a lot of people who are into hip-hop or trap or whatever like you know they, they post on tiktok mm -hmm. some random video yeah, with their yeah. track and they blow up like what what like yeah. if, if that's a potential chance of happening then i feel like it is also worth like giving it a go to try and further mm -hmm. your sound like it's not a traditional mm -hmm. medium it's a new thing but yeah, like maybe yeah, you sure. reach out to a lot new a lot of new people that way mm -hmm. but that, that's the sort of mentality i want to try and approach it with because yeah i don't want to don't want to be on it i don't want to search and browse through it i think that would be the worst it's more like yeah how can i try and get people to listen to this Use music yeah. yeah yeah that's it yeah i guess that's definitely good like you're uh, making sense for me definitely it's more like being scared about them just what one day somehow accidentally get on the search bar and then, then <laughs> and not never getting out of this <laughs> anymore yeah yeah it's going to require some That's discipline how I feel I like. yeah uh-huh it is certainly sure. going to require some discipline but i don't know I, I feel like it's worth it i feel like <laughs> i feel like for pe people like you and me are similar in that sense that we don't want to be on social media Unfortunately, we have to. And I think the next generation of people and the current people that are starting to listen to this music are on those platforms. So I think Absolutely, it's yeah. unwise to not be on it and it's unwise to not lean into mm -hmm. it. That's the perception yeah. shift I'm trying to like go go with at this point. And I guess I'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess let's see what it, what it contains. Yeah. But uh, if, as if far as I'm like, still still living <laughs> and uh, yeah i mean like there are also other like places to uh, then actually reach out to the people that you have to reach out in the end yeah yeah um but i guess for sure it, it makes sense in the way of definitely if you want to gain new people to yourself or like uh, gaining attention whatever um it's definitely we have not to do. Uh, something that yeah for sure
Yeah, well, let's give it a go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Just want to say a big thanks to Iglo for taking the time to, to chat to me and for putting together this mix. It, it's, um, yeah, I think it signifies everything that he's doing with, with his music right now. So I really do hope you enjoy. Um, but yeah, once again, thanks thanks to Lewis. Um, he's such a lovely guy to chat to. Really, really easygoing um, and then like super knowledgeable about music. So thank you so much, man. For now, let's enjoy his mix.
Yeah. 